a factual data creation facility production. Welcome to the Straight from the Desk podcast, a podcast where I discuss but three things. Two are topical, while the last can be considered as flexible. So sit back and enjoy. If you like what you hear, click on that donation link, which can be found within the show notes. Any donation will be appreciated. So, let's get started. How are you doing today? First up, have you been hearing the term maps being bandied about more and more lately? I first heard of the term maps last year from a YouTube video showing some sort of psychologist, face piercing, green hair and all, posting on TikTok. I mean, where else? Explaining that maps are people too and are being persecuted unjustly. Well, you know, I'm against persecution, which I'm sure most people are, but who are maps and what do they believe in that makes them the target of this alleged persecution? Maps, it turns out, is an acronym for Minor Attracted Persons, better known as pedophiles. You hear me correctly, they are trying to normalize pedophilia. Back in the days of the legalization of same-sex marriage debate, People that I consider at the time ill-informed or just plain nuts claim that this would all lead to the legalization of pedophilia. Oh, I laughed at their ignorance and thought that they were the type of people who always saw the world as a glass half full, if you know what I mean. Now I think perhaps they were seeing something the rest of us couldn't or wouldn't. I still feel legalizing same-sex marriage was the right thing to do, but it seems all of this has been hijacked by an ultra-radical segment of the trans and drag queen movements. For example, the puberty blocking and mutilating of so-called gender-confused minors and the exposing of small children to drag queen show segment. I don't know for sure because I'm not part of the LGB community, but I'd assume their movement has betrayed them. Why would LGB organizations betray them, you might ask? Well, now that same-sex marriage and gay and lesbian rights are mostly accepted in society, the money has dried up. If the money has dried up, the heads of these organizations needed to find other sources. Trans and all the rest were cultivated and then added to the agenda. Those in the advocating organizations with vision see the trans thing eventually drying up, so maps, it's the future. It might not be the future these visionaries think it's going to be. Just read the book, I Am a Camera, or if you can't be bothered, watch the movie based on that book, Cabaret. Then think about how the whole scene ended historically. Next, the Biden administration has announced that it intends to budget $500,000 for artificial intelligence in order to detect microaggressions on social media platforms. The old saying comes to mind, easy times breed soft people. Are the younger generations that easy to intimidate? Are they really that sensitive? I guess they would have died experiencing the eight years of Catholic school that I did back in the late 1960s to early 1970s. We were subjected to yelling, hitting, and worst of all, demeaning in front of your peers. And that was all in the course of a single school day, and it was done by the teachers. Once you escaped their clutches during breaks outdoors, you then had to deal with the class police. And if you dared complain about the class bullies to the teachers, you were told to grow up and to stop bothering them or you'd get a whooping. Now, I'm not advocating for a return to this child nightmare existence, but we must stop coddling the youth of this nation, in my opinion. 
Look what this coddling has done so far. It's turned our younger generations into self-centered, naive, entitled, angry people who are zombified by the screen of their phones. And finally, have you ever watched one of those cop movies where the tough, grizzled, streetwise hero detective seems to do just whatever he wants with absolutely no oversight other than an occasional trip to the captain's office to get chewed out for killing too many innocent members of the general public in his dogged pursuit of justice. I always wished I had a job like that. I could come and go as I pleased, make my own hours, and just do my own thing. Well, I had a job somewhat like that circa the year 2005, minus the chewing out by the captain and killing too many innocent civilians. There was no captain, and I killed the appropriate amount of civilians. Now I jest. If you have listened to my other show lately, the OFNT podcast, shameless plug there, then you know I've just retired from being a Customs and Border Protection Officer at JFK Airport here in New York. Don't confuse this with TSA officers. Customs officers are armed and have arrest authority. I obtained this dream job by first pissing off my supervisor enough for him to get me kicked off the contraband enforcement team that I was a proud member of for six years. Then while landing in the least desirable assignment, well for me anyway, the airline terminals, I volunteered to do a job no one else wanted to do, and that was to clear aircraft cargo freighters during the overnight shift. I was reassigned to the terminals in early February of 2005. Here on the East Coast, February is usually the coldest month of the year, and none of my fellow customs officers, well actually customs inspectors at the time, wanted to go out onto the cold and windy JFK flight line to clear these pesky freighters, lest they freeze their precious butts off. No, They'd rather stay in the nice warm terminals talking to the cute women passengers. I learned over my various careers that it's better to be out of sight and out of mind. I was told by my new supervisor that as long as I cleared the freighters and there were no complaints, I could do whatever I wanted. And I did just that for a little over two years. The station managers that handled the freighters loved me because unlike the other freighter guys, I was proactive, not reactive. That meaning I would be there waiting for the aircraft versus waiting to be called by them and then showing up. You know, time is money and money is king after all. In between freighter arrivals, my time was my own. Usually I napped in my vehicle at some remote area of the flight line. I also had a portable DVD player and satellite radio to keep me entertained. When the freighters were done for the evening, I'd either return the vehicle and go home or see if I could score some overtime. By the time 2007 rolled around, the merger between U.S. Customs and U.S. Immigration was in full swing. That was all caused by the 9-11 attacks and would forever change customs, and not for the better. I saw the writing on the wall and engineered a transfer from myself to the mail enforcement branch, a place I wound up staying for the bulk of my career. I still look back at the freighter clearance days as my best time in customs. That concludes this episode of the Straight From The Desk podcast. You can contact me at sftdpod23 at gmail.com. I'll see you next time. Take care.
Thank you.